hello and welcome to the Caregiver Stories podcast, where we discuss all types of dementia and hopefully share some caregiver stories along the way. My name is Kimberly Scott. I'm a part-time caregiver to my mother, who at the age of 65 was diagnosed with early onset dementia. In 2019, I decided to start Caregiver Stories, to give caregivers a place to tell their story when they're ready, to continue educating those who don't know about dementia and what to do if their loved one is diagnosed. And really, most importantly, I want people to start talking about the what if and having that tough conversation if they are diagnosed, then what, what do they do? I wish I'd had that conversation with my mom prior to her being diagnosed. If you want to share your story or have knowledge about dementia and want to be a guest on Caregiver Stories podcast, visit thatkimberly.com to sign up to be interviewed. And while you're there, you can pick which platform you prefer to listen to the podcast on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, and now Amazon Alexa. And now that I have all that out of the way, my guest today is Mr. Dallas Dixon. Hello, Dallas. Hello. How are you, Ms. Scott? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate you. Good. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. So tell the listeners, uh, give them background as to, you know, who you are and what led you to doing what you do today. Well, those are broad questions, but let me say that in the world of dementia, which, or the industry of dementia, I'm what they call a twofer, which okay. means that I was a caregiver for about 10 years with a uncle in our family. And then I am now five years. We say sometimes in the dementia world that I'm the class of 2014, that meaning that I was diagnosed in 2014 but if you're around the dementia world and caregiver world very long you find out that diagnoses are accurate ones anyway are hard to come by yeah wow definitely you were my first caregiver that then now is someone living with dementia well let me say that just even after some of the research that i did for this interview that you're one of the few people that are open to talking about it and and not being uncomfortable and trying to make people you know more comfortable so that there's not that stereotype that stigma of oh he's got dementia that you can't do what others can do or and can you <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's confusing to a lot of people so the answer to the question of what we can do and what we can't do is pretty pretty individualized, not only as to the amount of time, you know, what class you're in or the amount of time since your diagnosis, but what that diagnosis was, because all dementias aren't the same. And Alzheimer's dementia looks different than a vascular dementia that, yes. that uh, I have versus, you know, there's actually over a hundred different type dementias, but this I've learned. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, caregiving is a whole lot more difficult than having dementia, let me assure you, having seen it from both sides. Yeah. You know, dementia folk, this dementia person anyway, has a hard time keeping up with your world. Mm -hmm. I'm, not saying, I'm not saying your world is better or worse than mine, certainly different, but I 
I have a hard time keeping up with it, which will be progressive. But the caregiver folks that you know, and you are, also know that it's hard, difficult to, to keep up with us. Yes. Because what we show you in terms of symptoms, shall we say, change. And so once you just care as a caregiver, a loved one, once you just start figuring us out a little bit, yeah, we change. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's often happens that way. Yeah. What advice would you give to someone that just discovered that their loved one has dementia? Well, it's a really important question that lands right at the feet of both folks, right? The, mm -hmm. the caregiver and the person who received the diagnosis. Absolutely. What, what I would say first is it's got to be a team effort. There has to be reciprocity. There's value on, you know, you're going to be different now, but there's value on both sides of the equation. And secondly, it's a whole lot better. Dementia is, and the potential caregiving relationship is a whole lot better than you would think it to be. Mm -hmm. I believe that folks that have dementia have what I call superpowers, those powers that are not diminished by a progression of the dementia, that being humor, uh, mm -hmm. music, artistic expression, spirituality, being able to read tones of voice. Because if both sides, the caregiver and the dude or dudette who has dementia, understand that there's potential joy in the sharing of those superpowers between, you know, the, the two sides of this equation. Oh man, it's, it's, it'll be, you know, joy and happiness. Yeah. Happy, happy place. When did you realize that you had these superpowers? I know you said in 2014 you were diagnosed, but like, when did you yeah. like know that it wasn't just I'm getting old or I'm stressed or, you know, things of well, that there's, sort. There's two questions in that. How did I figure out I had dementia? And mm -hmm. then how long did it take me to figure out that I had superpowers? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. And I enjoy humor. Yes. I enjoy, and I enjoy music like crazy. And the connection that I've had and the opportunity to have with God has grown since dementia like crazy. Mm -hmm. I would thought that when you had dementia, you, you just forget who God is. I mean, that sort of makes sense. But it's, it doesn't work that way. God reminds us of all the things with or without dementia. And it's John 14, 26. But God reminds us of all the things we have to do and need to have in our brains, you know, even when we get dementia. When did you realize that you had dementia? Okay, yeah. That was the superpower part. Yes, you answered uh, the superpower part. <laughs> I didn't really know the music of the superpower part probably a year in. Mm-hmm maybe a year because I didn't really know what was going on at all. But in terms, how did I figure whether I really had dementia or whether I was just getting old, I think is the way you phrased yes. it. Mm -hmm. And there's really a difference. I mean, it's not like, hmm, if you're thinking as a caregiver or anybody else, hmm, I may have dementia. Eh, if it's sort of like that in that tone of voice, eh, I'm saying you probably don't because dementia is very different than I th think I would know what aging is. I mean, the basic question is the difference between losing something as a regular person, losing something as this dementia person. I don't even begin to look for it because 
there's no trail in my brain. Mm-hmm. There's no way I could say, well, I was there. Maybe I left it there. Let me, oh, let me go look over there. I don't have a short-term memory, so I can't remember where I was. So looking over there can mean nothing. Yeah. So that difference in memory is distinct. And I guess, you know, over 50% of the folks that have dementia have a brain change that does not include not having an awareness of yourself. That's a double negative, meaning they they do have an awareness that they're losing their memory in mm. this example. Woo! <laughs> yeah. yeah, I started fading at the end there, kid. <laughs> You're doing a great job. <laughs> and I appreciate you. I appreciate the humor. I'm excited to see my mom this month to now tell her that I know she has superpowers. <laughs> what is it? Dude, I know you know. I know you know. What, what is hers? She definitely is more the tones of voice. When you said that, I was like, oh, wow, that's wh- why she gets her responses no. are yes. kind yes. of snippy, if you will, when she knows I'm, you know, in whatever the, or whoever, it's not just me, it's whoever, yeah. it's how you ask her yes. something that yeah. her superpower, yeah. and, you know, tones of voice for sure. And the ability to remember, I guess the most obvious thing that I think that she wouldn't remember. Like, I'm like, oh, she's never going to remember that. And she remembers, you know, I can't specifically say just once because it, it just changes all the time when she throws me a loop, but it's, um, it's definitely. Well, if you're not, if you're, if you're not sure that she may have some of those other superpowers, you may want to check it out. Just yeah. Just to see, just to see, but. Yeah, uh, I definitely will. What's one thing that you want people to know or the many things um, that you want people to know when it comes to people living with dementia? That there is real joy in dementia. Hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) It's true. And you know, when you tell people that, they think you're like loopy, you know? (laughs) It is early in the morning here, so I'm pretty sure neither one of us is loopy. (laughs) (laughs) So, but just when you say it, it is rare to hear. It's someone. because it's because the this whole dementia, Alzheimer, media thing. I mean, what you're doing is great because you know the Alzheimer Association image of dementia, and you can wonder what their motivation is or not. Is the image of a woman that's has her legs tacked up in over a sheet in a in a nursing home bed. I mean, that picture is not dementia. That picture is abuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, that's, it's, it's, yeah, so the images are confused. And yeah, so we got a lot of work to do, kid. Yeah, I would say that my biggest frustration is that people automatically think that if they're diagnosed with when somebody says the word dementia, they automatically say the word Alzheimer's afterwards when it's not true. And when I first started this and when my mom was first diagnosed, I didn't know that dementia was a symptom of vascular dementia or Alzheimer's or Lewy bodies or Parkinson's or all the other, you said, you know, over a hundred, yeah. over a hundred. Yeah. You know, I started with just finding out about 20, 
five and then 70. I interviewed an author a couple of weeks ago who specialized in senior care. And so then, the you know, 70 and then, you know, now the more I learn and the more people I interview, it's just shocking that we only talk about Alzheimer's, you know, or that people, that the world is only talking about that and that they're not talking about all these other diseases. Plus they're not talking about like, well, let's, let's prepare, let's plan. So that way somebody is not having to live in a nursing home. And if they don't want to, you know, there, I've met people that, that do want to, but you know, like just to plan a little bit better by having a conversation with your loved ones, you know? Yes. Great point. There are organizations out there now that are sort of on, on the cutting edge of what you have just described. Mm-hmm. One is an organization that's made up of just folks with dementia called Dementia Alliance International. Okay. Uh, and and the other one is run by a woman who was an occupational therapist. Her name is Tifa Snow. And she has an organization called PAC. She's cutting edge in training folks in various industries about how to deal with us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I will definitely do some more research on PAC and, and the Dementia Alliance. I appreciate you mentioning those two resources. Okie dokie. What is something that surprised you from both being, it's, it's a twofer question, both being a caregiver and, and you know, someone who's living with dementia? Well, the caregiver one comes comes to mind quickly, and that is when circumstances occurred where I had to clean up feces after my uncle, okay? Mm -hmm. And it was a new experience. I mean, I had two kids, but it's sort of different, but ultimately uh, was a wonderful one because you know, whether I wanted to join into his world or whether it was convenient for me to do so at a particular time. At that particular time, I had no choice. Actually, it was a really, you know, deep experience. As a dementia person, it's got to be my relationship with God. It's it's just, it's because, you know, and now I can get out of my own way, you know, I'm not a cognitive uh, fascist, you know, so. (laughs) I can get out of my own way. And so communication has opened up and I am grateful for it. There you go. That's awesome. So finish this statement. I'm throwing you a loop. Living with dementia is. Cool. Oh, living with dementia is cool. That's awesome. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, I really appreciate you, you know, coming on and and sharing with me. Tell the listeners how they can connect with you or, you know, find out more about what you have going on. Well, from a wonderment point of view, uh, I have a website called Mm MrDementiaDude.com. But on a more personal note, you know, if there are questions, I guess my email would be the best, which is G as in God, D as in dog, G-D, Maine, as in M-A-I-N-E, number seven at gmail.com. Okay. I was almost there, boy. I <laughs> <flip> on you. <laughs> and like how we connected on LinkedIn, you're also on 
LinkedIn and any other social media by chance? Nah, that's no. the only one. Okay. Well, thank you again, Dallas, for joining me today and sharing your story. Fun. Thank you. I truly appreciate your time. And to the tribe of listeners out there, thank you for listening. And if you know somebody who could use Dallas's story, please share his episode. And if you'd be so kind while you're there, rate the podcast on whichever platform you're listening to it on, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Google, SoundCloud, and all those other places I mentioned earlier. And to the caregivers listening, take care of yourself so you can continue to take care of others. And in the words of Dottie Gandhi, you have my undying love, gratitude, and admiration. And last but not least, to those that have not had the conversation with your family about the what if something happens and they can no longer take care of themselves, then what do you do? What's your plan? Take it from me, somebody who wishes they would have had that tough conversation with their mother prior to her being diagnosed. Tomorrow is promised to no one. Thank you, Dallas. Thank you.